Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek. Welcome to episode 420 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today some very interesting nutrients. Hmm. So we're going to surprise you with two in particular that you need to know about. And of course, by definition, we have Chef Abby Gelman here with us, and she is our culinary nutritionist, meaning that she has a registered dietitian. She's also got a master's degree in nutrition science, and mm -mm, drum roll, she also is a chef a certified chef. So she's all of this bundled up into one amazing person who's got more answers for you than you'll ever be able to shake your finger at. So that's why Chef Abby is ours at the Herb Podcast. Chef Abby, welcome aboard. Yes, thanks for having me again. All right. So I want to give a major shout out, of course, to our wonderful sponsor, Solaray Vitamins, S-O-L-A-R-A-Y, and run on over to solaray.com. We're going to be talking today about a couple of nutrients that you're going to be able to find on Solaray because a lot of people don't realize how important these are. And, you know, as much as we try to get fruits, vegetables, and grains in and everything, mm, well, it's a battle out there. It's a war war zone when we try to go out and, and score some food here. So we want to be able to make certain to fill in nutritional gaps. So run on over to solaray.com, not only for the multiple vitamins for women, which is baseline, bottom line, but two more, which are going to be quercetin and tart cherry. Ooh, what's that about? Hang on, you're going to hear more. And here's your very first Reminder to run to iTunes to rate and review the show after the episode because your feedback is valuable to us so we understand whether or not we're kind of hitting it there in the sweet spot for you and increase your knowledge and practical skills out there applying it to your health and well-being. All right now, it's time for Her. Her. The podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. So I just said the Q word, quercetin. Now, many people are saying, say what? You know, they've heard about vitamin C and D and E and A and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of the vitamin B nutrients, etc., but what in heaven's name is quercetin? So let's answer these questions and talk about, you know, where you can actually find this wonderful nutrient. So quercetin is a natural pigment. It's a pigment. It's in a whole lot of fruits, vegetables, and grains, just like I said. And it is what? It's an antioxidant. It's really important. It's one of the most abundant antioxidants in your diet, and it plays such a critical role in helping your body combat free radical damage, which is linked to chronic diseases. And, and the free radical damage really is all about the breakdown of cells and the production of extra oxygen, which is toxic to the cells. So it's important to have antioxidants to be able to do what? Well, 
Antioxidants reduce inflammation, kind of allergic symptoms. They reduce blood pressure. And so we're going to look at quercetin now, all by its lonesome. So where's it found, Chef Abby? I mean, quercetin's this pigment that belongs to a whole group of plant compounds called flavonoids. So where do people find this? So my favorite places to find quercetin are onions and shallots. So that family of veggies is pretty high in quercetin, but they also can be found in some fruits like red apples or red grapes. So I'm saying red because again, it's the color, it's the pigment, red leaf lettuce, berries. So raspberries, even blueberries, all of that, some broccoli, some kale, And then you may have heard of it before if you are a tea drinker. Um, Did you say a cup of tea? Yes. So I've got my little cup of tea here. It's it's just always by my side. So are you telling me I'm getting some good quercetin here? You are. Is it green or black tea in there? That's black. All right. See, then you are getting some right now. Exactly. Okay. And where else do I find it? Oh, goodness. There's a lot, right? So uh, let's see what I forgot. Cooked asparagus has some tomatoes. Again, the red, so tomatoes, broccoli and kale has some, cherries, again, the red. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then did did you say wine? Yes, red wine, right? Yes, which goes, I guess, hand in hand with the red grape. I was waiting for you to say red wine, but you didn't say it. So I'm like an advocate here, right? So I want to do that. The other ones, how about cherries? Are cherries good? So the red there? And broccoli and and that, what about my blueberries? Yeah, all the berries should have some. Mm-hmm. Okay, then that's good too. So what are we doing this for? Boosting immunity, fighting inflammation, combating sort of allergies, as it were. And look, it's it also aids in our exercise performance. Yay, you and I like that because we love to get on out there and be physically active. And then just sort of, you know, good for general health per se, which I think is so cool. So reducing inflammation is really, really important. And that's that whole issue of the high levels of those free radicals, how much you want to bring those down. Because when you bring down inflammation, you allow your body to heal and fight infections and other issues that go on in the body. You know, most people don't realize that inflammation is the foundation for disease per se. So whether it's arthritis or anything else in your body where inflammation is taking place, especially infection, you absolutely want to make certain to have enough quercetin on board to be able to reduce the markers of inflammation. And studies have actually shown, like I said, in arthritis, that people who took the 500 milligrams of quercetin a day, which is what I take, and my quercetin is the Solaray quercetin, they had significantly reduced early morning stiffness, morning pain, and after activity pain. So I think that that's pretty cool too. So the inflammation factor is is huge. And it's interesting too, there's new research that shows it also affects the brain and it lowers your risk of chronic brain disorders. And we're really always concentrating on Alzheimer's, dementia, 
there was one study, and this was a mouse study, mice with Alzheimer's disease received quercetin injections every two days for three months. By the end of the study, the injections had reversed several markers of Alzheimer's, and the mice actually performed much better on learning tests. I immediately took quercetin just reading that study. I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to lose my marbles. You know, I just... I want to stay on top of this. I mean, you know, I exercise, I eat well, and I try to do my little meditation and get enough sleep, but you never know because we live in kind of a toxic environment, don't we? I mean, stress abounds and and it's not such clean air anymore and all the rest of it. So I kind of want to have a little extra money in the bank to be able to help me. I don't know. Do you feel that way too? Yeah. I mean, uh- Really, fruits and veggies are the bulk of quercetin and what we're talking about. But antioxidants, you know, if you've ever heard eat the rainbow, all that is telling you, like these flavonoids, these pigments, eat all the colors. Any color you can find in the fruit or vegetable, eat all the colors. So now we're talking more about white and red and green, but they're all antioxidants and they're all helpful for different things throughout our bodies and our our brains. What about diversity? I talk to some people and they eat the same damn thing every day. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You, you're missing out on like 90% of fruits and vegetables here and, and back and forth. So why is diversity so important? Yeah. So just again, the colors, right? So if you eat an apple every day, but it's always a red apple, what if you had a green apple a different day? Or if you always eat blueberries every day. Those are great and wonderful for you. But what if you had a kiwi one day instead and maybe raspberries or strawberries, you know, all the different colors have a a little bit different of a nutrient profile. So kind of mixing that all together and having your diverse range only helps, only helps. Interesting. I found some really cool nugget of information that I know you probably already know, da-da-da. But a lot of people have been reading research about coffee and how cool coffee is to reduce Alzheimer's risk. Well, as it turns out, further research shows that it's probably the quercetin, less so the caffeine that's in the coffee, that's the primary compound in coffee that's responsible for these potential protective effects against Alzheimer's. I thought that was cool. I probably need to drink double-fisted, have a little tea on one hand and coffee in the next. And well, you start with coffee. I start with coffee in the morning, then it's tea during the day. <laughs> That's exactly what I do because I'm one of those wimpy people. I end my coffee by about mm, 10, no further than that. I get up super early. So that's really easy for me to do. And then it's tea all the way through. You see me drinking my tea here because it's got so much less caffeine and it's not going to mess up my sleep. What's really important here is to realize that we have so many options, coffee, tea. It's almost like mother nature has got your back. Does it ever feel like that? They do. Yeah, I love that. They absolutely do. We just have to kind of look around and see it. <laughs> but yeah, all the plants, so many, so many plants for us to eat from fruits and veggies and whole grains and nuts and seeds. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to constantly sound like a broken record until, damn it, you start doing the right thing out there. <laughs> it's so important for everyone to understand that there is a basic playbook here that we all work from that's going to help save your life. It's really not that hard. You just have to make certain that you've got a healthy diet-centric life that you're doing. That's what's really important here. So what else does quercetin do? Well, gosh, there's the lower the blood pressure health benefit. And go figure that research shows that quercetin may even help reduce blood pressure levels. And what they found was that the quercetin per se has a relaxing effect on blood vessels, which then decreases your blood pressure level, which is totally cool. And then another study showed that taking more than 500 milligrams of quercetin reduced systolic and diastolic blood pressure. That means both numbers. So systolic is the 120, diastolic is the 80, say, you know, in those two numbers that you always see for your blood pressure. So it reduces both by an average of 5.8 millimeters. Oh my goodness. And 2.6 millimeters. That's a lot. That means that instead of, you know, having to always rely upon pharmaceuticals, now, obviously, if you need them, you need them. I mean, you know, life goes on. I mean, some people have a genetic predisposition, but this certainly can't hurt. It will definitely help complement this in a big way. So quercetin is really, really cool. And what I think that people need to do is just take this seriously. What I love to do is I take 500 milligrams a day. I really found that to be a perfect recipe for what I do. And I just pop my solar ray quercetin and I know I've kind of covered my bases on the overall. My last blood pressure was 106 over 64, I think it was. I just sort of keep looking at it and going, okay, you know, exercise, good life, a lot of sleep. And I just absolutely do not read the news. Just, I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know about you, but nowadays, no, that's just, no, it's never happening ever. It's just bad all the way around. All right. Well, listen, we've been talking about quercetin. So now you know what that is a beautiful mm -hmm. pigment that is going to help enhance your health and well being. How about something wild and crazy? Bet you didn't know. This is one of those bets you didn't know. All right. How many of you out there have heard of tart cherry? A lot of people have heard of the tart cherry juice. So we're going to talk about that because guess what? That's also an amazing supplement as well for people who don't want to actually take the juice itself. So it's absolutely chock full of antioxidants. It's got like a whole host of nutrients and it's linked to a mass of health benefits. So tell us about tart cherries. What are these things? I mean, do you find them out there just sort of grown around or what's going on with tart cherries? And, and this is opposed to like sweet cherries because during the summertime, I'm always eating my sweet cherries and I love those and they're fresh and they're wonderful. But tart cherries are awesome, many times found as dried, frozen, or juiced. So what's up with tart cherries? 
Yeah. So they taste tart, right? So, so we're not prone to just having them fresh in that way. So juice obviously is an easy way to get them into your day to day and dried is another way you can use them. I actually love using dried tart cherries in like little protein balls, protein bites, or in muffins or baked goods, that kind of. So you throw them into all your cooking. Yeah, into cooking. And then the frozen ones, you know, there's a lot of frozen ones. Those go straight in the smoothie. I mean, the liquid, the juice, I also will put in a smoothie. I love it. And so these are something that a lot of people are not aware of. And so let's go through some of the science-based health benefits of the tart cherry. So what about their nutrients? What do you find in their nutrients? So many antioxidant capabilities within them. And it's a fruit, so there's complex carbs in there, but they also have magnesium and potassium, a little bit of plant-based iron. All of these are great additions, obviously, to our diet. And iron and vitamin A and wow, it's really kind of cool. They've got copper in there. It's almost like they just have a lot of really cool minerals Yes, that are antioxidants that can really help us more than anything else. And tart cherries contain 20 times more vitamin A and their antioxidant levels are up to five times higher. Oh my God, than sweet cherries. I think that that really kind of blew my socks off the first time I actually read that. I was always curious, needless to say. And it says that one easy way to tell tart cherries from sweet varieties is by their color. What's the difference in color? I think the tart ones are lighter in color, right, than the sweet ones. So the tart are bright red and the others are darker. So keep in mind that you want to make certain that when you actually pick up tart cherries, that someone hasn't dumped a lot of sugar in there with them. Oh yeah, with the juices. Yeah, the dried and the juice, double check the the nutrition facts panel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like incredibly important because one of the things we want to make certain is that we're always looking for added sugars to be able to screw this up, you know, all the way around. Some of the things that are really interesting here, and I know this, and you know this because we're both athletic, it actually increases strength and reduces muscle soreness, which I thought was really cool. And there's a lot of research that points to this. Increased muscle strength, reduces muscle breakdown, eases muscle soreness. So really, a lot of this really speaks to recovery especially in people who do a lot of strength training specifically. So it's really interesting. If you take in tart cherry in the days leading up to and immediately following some really intense physical activity, you can actually reduce muscle strength loss and soreness. And it may also speed up your recovery, which I think is really cool on the overall. What about sleep? Now, sleep is interesting. Tart cherries have a little bit of that old tryptophan, and that's an amino acid that's converted into serotonin, which, you know, is kind of a mood modulator, and it pretty much eases you into sleep. How cool is that? And research shows that it improves sleep quality and duration, all from a little tart cherry. 
So if someone were first starting out with tart cherries, easily you could do this with the tart cherry supplement, say, for instance, from Solaray. So that's fairly straightforward. But how else could they do it with food? Just something simple, really. Like, what are they going to buy? They go into a grocery store. Where do you buy all this? So there are two things that I think are easier to actually put to use. One is the frozen, because the frozen ones you can throw in a smoothie, you can put in with your yogurt, you could put into oatmeal, easy to kind of add those to something you might already be doing. And then the dried. If you like to make muffins, if you like to make anything with dried fruit in it, it's a great way to integrate tart cherries in that dried fruit form to your day. And both of those varieties, the frozen and the dried, taste good, right? Like you're going to be, you're going to enjoy them. You're going to be happy you purchase those. The tart cherry juice is a little tart, right? And you have to drink it. So I tend to put that into a smoothie, but if you're not a smoothie person, then it's hard to really use the juice and the dried and the frozen are kind of your best first options, I think. I want to add more of that into my own cooking too. You know, when you were mentioning earlier muffins and the rest, there's been so much play lately about processed sugars and also artificial sugars and and back and forth. You know, I'm a natural person and I learned all this from you and I learned enough to be dangerous. And I love to put dates in. And what else could I do that's natural to kind of sweeten something. So I put in my tart cherry, my dried tart cherry, say for instance, and then into my mix, say for instance, I want to do some very healthy muffins. And how do I sweeten in a way that will not overpower and at the same time will also give me an opportunity to have natural sweetness? So looking at dried fruit, so the dried cherries, the dates that you mentioned. I really like prunes also, and they're softer. So you can puree them and put them into, you know, if you put them with hot water and puree them, they do become more easy to kind of work into a muffin mix as a liquid almost. Sometimes I will put plain yogurt into my muffin mixes and that adds moisture and protein. So and it's a it, little richer. Exactly. Have you, have you ever used like Turkish figs yeah. or something like that? Mm-hmm. I love figs and they're, they're just sweet enough to kind of do it. They're right up there with dates. Oh yeah, absolutely. Any of that dates, prunes, figs, all of those are wonderful. Sometimes I will add a little bit of honey or maple syrup. So to add that flavor, but not as much sugar as a normal muffin recipe. You don't have to do that. It's kind of up to you. And sometimes I will add in like little chocolate chips because they're chocolate, right? And there's a little bit of sweetness, but if you get dark chocolate chips, there's not really a lot of sugar in them and you don't need a lot, right? So same with kind of the honey maple syrup, a little goes a long way. Are you actually talking about caro? You could use those too, Mm -hmm. but I'll use both. So a normal muffin recipe might have two cups of granulated sugar or something. But when I make muffins, I'll often have no sugar or maybe like a quarter cup of some sort of mixture versus the two cups that also has other components to it. 
if that makes sense. That makes sense too. Have you ever used carrots to sweeten? Yep. You can use grated carrots. I have a really, I guess it's vegan. I haven't thought about it, but I have a carrot muffin recipe I do that's vegan and I have tomato juice in there and oil and grated carrots. You could put nuts in there too, but I don't even think there's any sugar in there. I might put a little touch of maple syrup, but not really much, much of anything. I think what we're really trying to drill home here is that while we're talking about optimizing health and well-being, there are ways to be able to cook when you're adding in your tart cherries and the rest of it, where you're not drowning in granulated sugar, nor are you drowning yourself in artificial sugars. There's just so many natural ways to be able to do this. Tell us about your cookbooks where you describe all of this. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I have a couple cookbooks. The first one, which has more baking and things, I guess, is the Mediterranean Dash Diet. So it's simple recipes. Everything I think is 10 ingredients or less draws on the Mediterranean region. So everything from Northern Africa to parts of Europe and Croatia and Israel, that's all part of the Mediterranean Sea region. And then I also have a Mediterranean cookbook that is Instant Pot. So if you like your Instant Pot or you have a pressure cooker, that one's a great way to go too. So in other words, we now have some terrific resources here. And also, what about online with all of your recipes? Oh, yes. If you go to chefabbygelman.com, so that carrot muffin recipe I just mentioned, that's in there. And I have a lot of baked goods in there also that you know have little to no sugar and use the dried fruit like we talked about or fruit juice and things like that instead. And I also use different types of flours. So instead of all-purpose white processed flour, I'll use a whole wheat pastry flour. So it's milled finer. It's a softer wheat. So you get the same result as you would with the all-purpose flour, but it's a wheat, a whole wheat flour. So you get all of those nutrients of a whole grain as well. That's fantastic. Sometimes when I just, you know, I'm sitting in an airport rotting away at the gate or, you know, I'm in the United Club praying for them to announce that my flight will ever arrive back and forth. I'll scroll through your recipes and I'll look at your videos and it just gives me hope that there are easy ways to be able to prepare this food, that it's so life-giving to everyone. So there you have it. And then in a pinch, when you can't cook your own food and you don't really have that much control and things are going on, obviously the Solaray tart cherry, which is a fruit extract, is a wonderful way to do, to fill in that gap or the organic tart cherry juice, which is fabulous. So this is a way of just sort of being strategic about how you work around all of these challenges in our nutritional diet. And you could fill in these gaps with food and making certain to take specific supplements, especially if you're very athletic and you really want to stay on top of your performance and your recovery at the same time. So I just think that this is fabulous. So what we've been doing here then is talking about quercetin, that beautiful pigment, and tart cherry, which is yet another part of the secret sauce of success when you're getting to be smarter about what your body needs 
to be able to optimize your health and well-being. Again, Chef Abby, you have been a fount of knowledge, just more fun than I know what to do with. I love being here in the nutritional sandbox with you and really trying to make all of this knowledge more accessible to people so that they could just run out and immediately try something and not make it so complex that they just feel helpless, hopeless, and defeated. So Chef Abby, I thank you once again for being our wonderful guest on the Herb Podcast. Thanks for having me as always. Of course. And then a major shout out to solarayvitamins.com, our wonderful sponsor for this episode and all of our episodes. There's just a wealth of supplements and nutritional information you will get when you go to solarate.com. So run on over there. And then here's your opportunity to be able to go to iTunes, rate and review the show, because we love to hear from you. And what I can say is that I just look forward to every single opportunity to hang with you, Chef Abby. And so this is nothing but a joy and a delight for me. So I'm Dr. Pam Peek. I'm her. I'm the her, her. I'm the host of the her podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the her podcast on iTunes, Radio MD, and all of the major platforms like Spotify. Hey, listen, thanks for showing up, listening, oh, and being here with us. Stay safe and stay well.